The light splashes under the wall. And what you see is not, in fact, the last few seconds of this gnome's terrified life. But instead, it appears to be some sort of a uh, measuring device for brain activity. Okay. Um, which, does anybody speak dwarven or gnomish? No. <laughs> Dude, was that infernal? <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like it. Oh. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's um, no, I don't speak this language. So it does say in common that it's such and such measuring company is printed down at the bottom. Everything else appears to be in a dwarven or gnomish script. So you're not really sure exactly what it's telling you. But it does appear to have like the standard scrolling lines that you would expect would do this thing if there was any brain activity to speak right. of. There is no brain activity to speak of. There's nothing happening there. Because he's dead. It also projects, like, window-style, a number of buttons down at the bottom that are on the the display that's now printed on the wall. Mm -hmm. Um, That are things listed in various terms that look like more of the same script that you're not familiar with. Um, Do you think it's interactable? Like, if we touch the buttons, do you think it will do something? Yeah. Seems kind of crazy. I mean, it's it's on the wall, right? Yep. Uh, Whatever the farthest left button is, I'll tap it. Okay. Uh, give me a D3 roll. Oh, okay. <laughs> Remember, you must start to shut down. <laughs> Three. Okay. Uh, when you go and push the button, <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> there is uh, a sound like, um, like a Van de Graaff machine. <laughs> and you see that the gnome, uh, <laughs> inside of the helmet, and then stops moving, and there's a plume of black smoke now coming out from the helmet. Oh, God. It was the set the note on fire button. (laughs) Smells a little bit like gnomish bacon. Which is like turkey bacon. It's just not as good. Um, All right. How many buttons are there? Three. (laughs) All right. Let's try try puree. (laughs) Let's try the middle button. (laughs) Roll a D2. Two. Okay. When you push the two button, the display slides off to the side. And a whole menu comes up. Ooh. Uh, and it looks like more of the script, and then there's numbers that you recognize, numerics that you actually recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have much relevance to you, but they are long numerics, and they appear to be in descending order, with the highest number at the, the very tippy top. Okay, so it's like a, a numbered list, but I, I can't think of it. You can't tell what the things mean, but they also look like buttons, so you can mash things. Let's go for the, the lowest. We'll start with the lowest numerical value. Okay. Uh, you push the lowest one, and uh, there is a little 3D hamster that starts spinning in place and you can see that the lines now have activity and it's got four different measured bars uh-huh. and they're in different colors you have like a blue a green a red and a yellow and they're all showing various types of activity and some of them have like normal like s-shaped and some of them have this like heartbeat style graph stuff like that this is a little too exciting. choose your character <laughs> um all right, uh, let's skip to the end. Let's go to the highest numeric value. On the highest numeric value, you have the same rotating hamster, but now it's like flickering and sputtering, and it's rotating and stopping and like turning back around. And you can see that three of the graphs are still active. Uh-huh. The one that was an S-curve is now like doing crazy shit. Uh-huh. And the one that looked like a peaks and valleys like a heart monitor is just dead. Okay. Um, Do you think there are other hamsters? I think there's... We're seeing four values. Mm-hmm. Maybe there are four hamsters and one like went crazy and killed the other three. Maybe like 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 chimp in captivity style. <laughs> well, if it's a if it's an arrowhead shaped ship, mm-hmm. then potentially we had one 
hamster sort of in each area. Collaring each area of the ship. Yeah. Let's see what the middle looks like. Okay. Uh, the middle looks exactly like the first one you looked at. Mm-hmm. It's just four normal lines. They look like they're doing normal things, and it's the rotating hamster again, and everything looks fine. Okay. Um, so is the one that's like all fucked up? You think it's the one that on the left corner that's making the ship sag? Is that kind of what you're, what you're thinking? Or maybe it's four different stages of the same. It looks like the same hamster, right? It's sort of like a little three-dimensional representation of a hamster, so it'd be hard to say if it's like a specific hamster. I'm wondering if this is like file, like logs of... <laughs> you don't log your hamster? <laughs> Paranormal activity. <laughs> she gets it. Um, all right. Can I back out of this submenu and try on the home menu the rightmost button? Yep. Uh, when you push that button, the screen goes dark. No, it's screensaver mode. Now you've done it. <laughs> now, it's, now it's just a little image of a hamster just bouncing around there. <laughs> it hits the very corner and everybody cheers. <laughs> and then uh, after you turn it off, there is like this awkward moment where everyone's now standing in the dark and you can hear ping, ding, 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 ding. As if like uh, a paint can got kicked or something. Like it's just a loud noise that echoes through the engine cavity. Do we know what direction it came from? Can we... uh, from the opposite side of the engine cavity. You guys are all the way I still have my torch, by the way, just as a reminder. And I have yep. dark vision. Yep. You guys are all the way over by where the hamster wheel is on the wall. This is the opposite side of a very long engine room, so probably as much as 100 feet away. Um, I, I might have something for this. Hold on. And then Axel Jones starts humming Axel F. <laughs> Alright, um, how big of a room do you, would you say this is in feet, this engine cavity? I'd say it's uh, at least 100 feet long and probably 50 feet wide. Okay. 40 feet high. Um, it's huge. Can I get within, because I, I want to cast Fairy Fire, I want to get within 60 feet of where I think I heard the paint can. Okay. Um, and then just light up everything in that area with Fairy Fire, because if there's something else in here, I want to know about it. Sure. Uh, why don't you give me a stealth roll to okay. get within 60 feet of where you think the noise was? Okay. I'm not well, sure. uh, well, Axel's doing this. What are you two doing? Crying. Uh, oh, I'm at disadvantage because I'm wearing scale mail. Oh, yeah, so six. Awesome. Clang, clang, Such clang, a clang. load. <laughs> um... Alex Jones is not known for his stuff. I mean, I will, I will, I will, I'm actually going to slowly move in that direction. Okay. So, you know. Are you going to stealth as well, or? Why the fuck bother? (laughs) You're you're not wrong. I'm a seven foot (laughs) lizard with armor. Yeah. And a fucking, uh. Yeah, but you could crawl across the ceiling, couldn't you? Um. No, that was, that was something I, I homebrewed for, for that campaign. I traded my, uh, my animal, my animal shaping for doing shit like climbing on walls. It was cool. Yeah. He's basically, this guy's basically Godzilla. He's basically a sound flip on Godzilla. <laughs> go, go, Godzilla! <coughs> Little do you know that the end boss of this adventure is a giant gorilla and you two are going to duke it out in Tokyo. Big moth, actually. Oh, yeah! <laughs> actually, yeah. Mecha Godzilla would be the perfect spelljammer equivalent. Uh, so I'm going to set down my torch somewhere so it doesn't go out. Like, yep. try to wedge it in somewhere to, you know, make it up, you know, and continue Crank to have right it stand. Yeah, right in the gnome skull. Um, <laughs> Put him face down, ass up, and stick it right in his gnome butt. <laughs> he hasn't been this useful in days. <laughs> Why did they build his spacesuit with a, with a poop shoot all? <laughs> it's a mandalama. <laughs> I'm gonna um, I'm gonna creep up towards the noise. All right. Okay. I'm also going to stealth towards the noise, but going on 
they're going like this way. I'm gonna go. You're gonna avoid the loud people. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Stealth roll for you. Ten. Okay. Noted. (laughs) We're all super good. I've got a plus three to my stealth. Yes. All right. And if you two, just for the sake of the argument, can roll initiative for me. Just, just for funsies. Yeah. See what would happen. Yeah. We're just fooling around. 18. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, uh, not surprisingly, Alex Jones likes to jump to violence early. (laughs) (laughs) Axel Jones. Yeah. You believe that you are the stealthiest man alive. (laughs) You're wrong. (laughs) He's the the fat, balding, middle-aged man with two hand axes (laughs) creeping through an engine room. (laughs) You creep around a stack Mm -hmm. of boxes. Mm -hmm. Cast your fairy fire. Yep. And shockingly, you were the first person to act in this initiative order. And the fairy fire goes off. And I believe it's a dexterity saving throw for all involved. Very yes. stealthy fairy yes. fire. Thanks. Whoosh! What is the DC for that save? That is an excellent question. I believe uh, ranger spells are based on my wisdom? <coughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so, two. i figure out how to find it no, here. that's appropriate. Uh, proficiency bonus is three. My... Kill my attributes. So 13. Uh, no, it's 8 plus proficiency plus modifier, right? Yes. So 11. 11. All right. Uh, you cast the fairy fire and you cast it into the area where you heard this kick of the paint can. And it, like immediately illuminated, you see the form of what looks like a halfling uh, who has half of his head shaved. Yeah, there's like a like a chestnut blonde hair that's down to about here, uh, kind of a mess. He's got facial tattoos on the side with his head shaved, uh, and filed teeth into points. Ooh. Oh, feral halfling! And he is uh, like wincing, and he's got one foot off the ground, uh-huh. and you can see that there is like a toolbox or something like a like the shelving of a toolbox that he has kicked about six feet from where he's standing, and there's <laughs> tools that have. Kind of pulled it out of it and landed in different places. So, like, accidentally stubbed his toe kind of thing? Yeah, I kicked it real fucking hard, too. Oof, okay. Uh, but he's also struggling because he's standing on one foot and he's holding the leash of a gigantic dog. Uh, it looks like a hyena, uh-huh. uh, but it's, like, five foot high at the shoulder with these long, impossibly long, slavering jaws. Uh, and it's, like, pulling at the leash. <laughs> as soon as you get close enough to be detected. Um, and is he holding the animal back from attacking me, or is it just sort of like a guard dog kind of a posture? Right now, it's what? sort of a guard dog kind of a posture. Okay. And the ambient light from your fairy fire does also illuminate that there are figures that were not caught in the spell's effect, as it were. Okay. Uh, and what you see is, uh, it looks like an insectoid man, mm-hmm. uh, who's maybe five to five and a half feet high, and he appears to be wearing some sort of device on his chest, uh, like a large black box with, like, some straps or something holding it on. It's hard to say exactly what's going on in the dark. Um, and some effort has been made to cover it up with like pieces of white cloth that have been wrapped around it like a mummy. Mm-hmm. Um, and no pants. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> good to know. <laughs> see his big insectoid dog. Yep. Uh, you also <clears throat> see that there is a uh, star elf <laughs> wizard, um, who is very obviously very wizardy. She's got like the big pack with all the different pieces of vellum. She's got the, the tall, like purple hat with the stars on it. <laughs> She's wearing a robe, it's very obvious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and she is wearing the colors of the local faction of the navy, which is like a, oh. an intensely orange 
kind of starlight looking color. Okay. Um, we don't like, like them. They're bad guys. Big pack with like rolled up pieces of vellum and a book hanging off one side. Uh, and a third figure, which is a gigantic hulking monster of a person. Looks like a big for a Goliath. Okay. Wow. Um, okay. But it is big for a Goliath with like hand and foot wraps mm-hmm. wearing like a, a athletics, um, like a one piece spandex swimsuit looking thing mm-hmm. uh, in like bright purple, which is another one of the Navy colors. Um, gigantic hulking female form that looks like with wrist wraps and foot wraps, probably some kind of martial artist. She Hulk? Uh, she does not have green skin. Yeah. It's like I'm wearing nothing at all. <laughs> she has more of like a, um, there's some peach pigment to it, but very goliath kind of ashy gray kind of skin. Okay. Um, doesn't look like undead, just looks like a goliath. Do they all look feral or is it just the halfling who's kind of feral? The halfling looks especially feral and the dog is like very questionable. All right, um, and I'm the first to act in the initiative order? Yep, and your action is to cast fairy fire, and you see this right. all on okay. in front of you. All right. Um, then I guess as a... Uh, as, a as a bonus action, no, I can't do it as a bonus action. No, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to hold any further activity until I see what their intentions are. Okay. Um, the feral halfling, who is now illuminated with fairy fire, um, holds back the leash and puts his injured foot now back on the floor... And looks back over his shoulder at the other three who are there and uh, appears to be waiting for some kind of a signal. He's not yet moving to attack. Spectre, it's your turn. Um, probably within 30 feet of these two, yeah? Yeah, you've been sneaking around the side, so you're a little slower than uh, Axel, but yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so uh, Spectre, weirdly enough, pulls out a flute and... Uh, <laughs> Just very softly starts playing this weird, sort of melancholy, sort of whimsical song, and uh, y'all get um, da, 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 use my counter charm basically. Uh, so you have advantage on saving throws against being frightened or charmed. Oh, excellent! Very good. All right, and uh, this dog. Appears to be absolutely ravenous and uh, really looks like it wants to take a bite out of Axel. Mm. Uh, and so he's going to have a contested athletics check with the halfling that is holding his leash. Okay. Uh, so here's his check and here is the halfling's check. Uh, and they actually tied, so the halfling is going to hold fast on the leash. <laughs> he rolled natural 10 on both of those. Nice. Um, and after that, it is Tomasaur. Um, Tomasaur is going to hold his axe at the ready and he is going to. Um... Um, Tomasar would know who you are. Okay. Uh, so you say that into the darkness. Um, there is a moment of hesitation. And when it appears that the dog is under control enough, uh, one of the figures steps forward into the fairy fire to address you. And it is the uh, sort of wizardly looking star elf. And she says, uh, I wasn't expecting to find other visitors here. Are you also here for the rescue mission? Uh, that's a yes, right? No, we're not. We're not doing a rescue. No, we're here to steal information. <laughs> oh, okay. but she's with the navy, so perhaps yeah. we should. Um, no, you're talking. <laughs> sure, that's, <laughs> a, that's a great. That's a great choice. This <laughs> um, is a choice. You don't want to Judging by state of ship, there's no nothing left to rescue. Have you seen the crew? And I'll 
point to, I don't know, we shoved the halfling in a, in a fucking orb. <laughs> it's the smoldering helmet. <laughs> Alright, maybe I don't point at the halfling. But, uh. <laughs> she says, um, ours is not to assume whether anyone here has lived or died. We need to see it for ourselves and report back. We would welcome additional hands and the inspection of the ship. Uh, and I would like everyone to give me an insight check for this bizarre group that you've encountered. 19. So when, uh, before, you know, um, Telmasar is going to, he does insights through smell. And he rolled a 15. Okay. Um, with your heightened sense of smell, you can detect a few things. Um, one is you can tell that this halfling who is holding a leash has not bathed in a long time. Um, there is an odor about him that is reminiscent of... Uh, a member of your crew who was very interested in recreational drug use. <laughs> Something about it just smells a little bit nice. off. Uh, a little funky. Mervin. Mervin is Xanax. <laughs> Mervin and Coke. <laughs> you also get the hint of a manufactured uh, aroma coming off of the insectoid man. The equivalent of Space Axe, basically. It's like a, like a <laughs> oh men's spray that is... Quite repellent to a normal person, but to a bug man, maybe it smells great. Okay. Deep Woods on. That <laughs> 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 yeah, was good. Take inspiration. Oh, hey, cool. 14 year old boys and bug men have the same sense of smell. Basically, yes. <laughs> and the same higher brain function, too. Yeah. Um, with your bang and insight check, um, you're watching the faces of everybody else because they're addressing these two and they haven't spotted you yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you're watching their faces and you can see that. They're all kind of looking to her for a signal. Mm-hmm. Like, they have a look on their face like this is about to go south. Mm-hmm. And they're about to have to kick your ass. Mm-hmm. But they haven't done it yet. They're watching her for whatever that is supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And when she says working together and looking for survivors, there's a hint of that, like, pupils darting to the left, kind of quick thinking kind of thing going on, where there might be some truth to it, but there is definitely something there that doesn't quite smell right. Mm-hmm. Um can I tell, like, which part of it doesn't smell like right? Not really. With a 20, you could. Yeah. Yeah. It's not quite not quite clear to you, but certainly she's not on the up and up. Um, and she does, however, approach uh, Axel mm. uh, and extend a hand and introduces herself. Uh, she is Velima, the Winter Queen. Oh, that sounds royal. Uh, I guess I'll... Uh put the axes back on my bandolier of axes that I carry around. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, shake her hand and, and you know, I'm Axel Jonas and Telmasaur and, and Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix is playing the part of the hyena. <laughs> and uh, I... I don't know. I'm going to wait wait to see if you like emerge from the shadows or if you're just going to linger. If you're lingering, just I'm not... Just ominous flute music from the shadows. Just like... Um, She then uh, introduces the rest of her party. It must be the radio. Ship's radio. Yes. Um, She says, I have actually heard it speaking to us on occasion. Um, Behind me, this hulking brute is my bodyguard, Deft Knee. Uh, Over here is our Thrykreen associate, Frond. Phoenix, knock it off. And you can see over here is uh, an Athasian refugee who's joined our party, uh, Shagwar and his pet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was Pet Shaguaro. Um, what, was, what was her name again? Uh, oh, she is Velima. Deft. Oh, fuck Deft you. Ice Queen. Frond. Yes. <laughs> Explain. 
Velma, Daphne. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I guess we're attacking. <laughs> yep, I throw all my axes. <laughs> Uh, I'm more upset that I didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't get a chance to introduce the dog whose name is Scorp. Ignore uh, <laughs> <Go> Scorp. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're disgusting. You should have got that. Yeah. Yeah. So, violence? <laughs> um. Uh, well... Um, she asked me a question and I will answer. Uh, or did orange, I already, did I already answer? The... I think I already answered that. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. We don't, we don't think there are survivors. We think this ship is only for salvage. Knock it off. Then what is it that you're here to salvage? Whatever we find. Interesting. It is a derelict. It is, it is adrift, and we are claiming uh, salvage rights. But if you think there are survivors, all I've heard are vermin. Says, uh, we have a mind to see what the captain recorded prior to whatever befell the ship. Uh, it seems that you're able bodied. Perhaps you can assist us. Uh, I want to do a little bit of probing questioning because this doesn't strike yeah, me as a. As, as do I. Yeah. I uh, see you're wearing the color of the Elven Navy, but I didn't see a Navy vessel outside. Where's your ship? She says, um, we have a, uh, a smaller craft. That is more adept for navigating the treacherous area around the horizon. We didn't see anything else in the, the docking bay. Right? No, you didn't. Um, can I make an insight check to see if she's full of shit? Sure. All right. Can I also make an insight check? Uh, that's an 11. Okay. If they actually oh, have the mystery Oh, that's machine. a 19 <laughs> on the die, so that's a wow. 26. Um, you actually don't detect any deception from her on that one. Oh. She appears to be telling the truth that they came in a smaller vessel. It's possible they came after you or came in through a different egress. Mm. But she doesn't appear to be lying to you about that. Velma, can you tell us more about what you've found so far? She says, regrettably, no. Everything here seems to be in uh, quite a state of disrepair. It's whatever tragedy befell this place uh, must have done so quickly. And with your carryover from your amazing insight, she definitely found some things that were interesting. She's just not to tell you. Uh, very interesting part of the user. And uh, I'll say, are you sure? Use my persuasion. Uh, I'm actually going to call for deception because what you're kind of doing is misleading her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least that's the way it's going to be interpreted by her. So let's see. 19. Okay. She says, unfortunately, yes, we haven't yet found any survivors. And when she says it, there is a tilt of her head, mm-hmm. and it's almost imperceptible, but because you have been reading her so well, she turns her head back towards the aft of the ship where mm-hmm. the cargo hold was, mm-hmm. and you can see her eyes look down as if, like, under the floor that you're currently standing on, but way back in the aft. Back in the cargo hold, like, maybe below where you landed. Oh, everything meta-analysis is telling me to, like, choose violence, but also (laughs) is not going to go well if we do. 
We're outnumbered. Yeah. Well, usually what happens in the uh, on the show is we'd split into three groups. Yeah. And one of each of us would be on, on their, you know, we're, we're like guest stars on their show. Yeah. So we're like, the Harlem Globetrotters. We're the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 I think that's how this works. <laughs> we're the Plymouth Voyagers. <laughs> I'm going to need these in a minute. Great. All right. Um... I'm burning through spell slots, but this is a one-off character, so I think I'm just going to keep doing it. Um, may I, as an action, burn another first-level spell slot and ping again for um, the same shit? I won't be able to tell if any of them are they, but... Correct. Um, um, however, in addition to that, how long does Fairy Fire last? I think it's 60 seconds, right? Um, duration up to one minute. Duration is what? One minute? One minute. By now, with the conversation and everything, the effect of your fairy fire has been lost. Okay. Um, and it is now dark in here again. All right. Oh, I got my torch yeah. a little bit behind me, but... <laughs> wearing, wearing the uh, gnome like a backpack with his ass facing up and the torch <laughs> over your head. <laughs> You're like one of those cuttlefish with the, the torch hanging over. Brings new meaning to word fanny pack. <laughs> Similar to the last time you pinked, yeah. you get fiends, undead, fae... Um, aberrations. And then after a period of about six or eight seconds, it starts to flicker wildly and you get all sorts of crazy readings. Mm, okay. Um, we've, uh, we haven't encountered anything hostile on this ship yet, but I, I can sense that something evil is inhabiting it. Have you seen any action? She says, um, we have not found any foes to dispatch as yet. And maybe she's intending it, maybe she's not, but there's a hint of, like, there's an overtone yeah. threat there. Yeah, yeah. meaning yes. that we haven't decided whether or not you are them. Yeah. Yeah, understood. All right. Um, while we're making small talk, can I kind of side-eye those uh, uh, scrolls and, and whatever that are sticking out of our pack and see if I can't pick up any words along the edges to see what they are? If they're you can check Ooh, yeah, my specialty. Uh, that is a zero. Okay. <laughs> it looks like there's magic words. Oh, fuck. I hate those. Yeah. Um. This is actually okay. It's a little Indiana Jonesy kind of thing. It is. It was a little up. Um. All right. Well, if we're not choosing outright violence, which I don't think was advantageous to us in this no. particular scenario, then I say we go with them to help clear the ship and then wait until we find what we're looking for to inevitably betray them. Yeah, I was going to say, if nothing else, you know, they're good cannon fodder. Yeah. I don't think she's Elven Navy. I think she's Elven Navy as much as the cop was a cop in Pitch Black. <laughs> All right. So oh, man, if Vin Diesel's in this game, if Vin Diesel walks through the store and plays D&D with us right now, That'll be the greatest Halloween D&D ever. Spoilers. <laughs> He's in the parking lot right now. Yeah, we're waiting for his character to show up. He's actually playing as Shaggy. <laughs> All right. Um, when it appears that... I am screwed. <laughs> when it appears that the uh, opportunity for violence has passed, mm -hmm. the standoff slackens slightly, and the other players of this band start to approach and speak as well. Daphne is a woman of few words. Uh, and when they come out, they come out in this very disjointed, this is not my first language kind of space common. 
Space Goblin. Uh, mm, nice touch. Yeah. Uh, whereas uh, Frond has this device on his chest, and he has to push a button, and he makes weird bug noises into it, and then this like modulated voice comes out and says what he's actually trying to say to you. But it comes out in like this very excited voice that seems very out of place for how the rest of the group operates, because everyone seems kind of like dour and sketchy. And he pushes the button, and it's like, Hello, my name is Frog, and I'm happy to meet you today. <laughs> I'm picturing when uh, when Bender wanted to retrograde, to, to downgrade, and become old nature, became wooden Bender. There was that guy that talked with just the tape that he had to stay <laughs> What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> so stupid. Just Stephen Hawking, but excited. Basically, yeah, he's just like, everything from this voice sounds like it was recorded by a very excited man, and it doesn't sound like it matches the guy who's wearing the device. Gotcha. He's Steven Tarantula Hawking. Sure. See, I was thinking of Darth Rykreen Vader. <laughs> He's just Fred from Scooby. That's all he is. He said mechanical box mounted to his chest and the first thing I thought of was Darth Vader. That's a fair thing to think of. Yeah. I, uh, I went much darker than that. <laughs> Usually that's... I was actually yeah. thinking, um, Amy from the This Congo. is my surprise face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, let's lead the way. All right. Let's not split up, gang. Yeah. Let's all stay together in one cohesive fighting unit. Let's join together, gang. So, uh, as you are making your progress, uh, there is a moment where their group stops for just a sec. They converse in quiet with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can see that uh, Velima is casting a spell. And she holds like, the, one minute. And she casts a spell. And uh, for a brief moment, there is another Shaguar and another Scorb. Ah, okay. And then the two of them who were walking with you uh, descend into a side compartment. And now you're walking with what appears to be the illusion of two of them, plus the rest of your group. Um, while they're taking a moment to converse quietly amongst our, themselves, I will take a moment to converse quietly amongst the three of us. <laughs> and um, I'll take a couple of my most trusted operatives and um, put them on your shoulders. And uh, if, if we decide that we're going to uh, engage in battle, they'll Tap you on the neck and let you know we're going to fight. Okay. <laughs> I also have a message. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Wednesday Adams. <laughs> oh my god. That's great. <laughs> Don't eat the spider. I mean, I was already like, you can kind of see that, you know. He was sort of sniffing in that direction. All right, so here's my question for you. Mm. You're in the middle section of the ship, yes. and you know that the bridge is at the front of the ship. Right. So you still have a ways to travel. It took you maybe 30 minutes to get this far. And we haven't touched the right side of the ship at all. At all. So you've only gone up the left side. You haven't touched the center chamber or the right side, mm-hmm. but you're headed towards the front. Mm-hmm. Um, you now have a traveling group with you that includes at least the three of them in some silent image stooges, mm-hmm. uh, and possibly the other two who went into a side cavity. You're not sure where they're going. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything on the agenda on the way to the bridge, or are we going all the way to the bridge without any altercations? I mean, <clears throat> I I want to say there's there's legitimate other like outwardly violent enemies, aberrations, yeah. undead shit that we probably would want a hand fighting. Yeah. So I say we keep them in our good graces until we're sure that that shit is dealt with. Or until we find it is what we're looking for and they overplay their hand and say we're taking that and then we come to blows. Yeah. Um, but whatever the case is, I think we use the element of surprise because we're outnumbered. Yeah. Okay. 
Or if we have to run away from one of those things, you know, we don't have to outrun the monsters, we just have to uh, outrun these yellows. And I, I will, uh, if we get a chance to, to speak quietly or if we message or whatever, can I re- respond to message? You can respond to message. Okay. Um, I'll point out, we didn't see another ship. It's entirely possible they plan on taking ours, killing us and taking our ship. Yeah. Do we think they have been there that long? Do they think that they have been here since the ship was killed? Uh, that was only three days ago, and they look like they've been... Roughing it for longer than that. The Scooby-Doo gang? Yeah. Uh, they look like hardened adventurers, right. but they don't look like they've been, like, starving for days. Oh, well, okay. So you said you said um, Shagwar was stinky, but that's just because he's a feral halfling. Yeah, he's been smoking for <coughs> a week. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I, I misunderstood that. Because he's from like the, that's the He's yeah. one of Todd's clients. Yeah. I misunderstood uh, that to mean, like, they've been living on the ship. Shaggy's from Hampshire, isn't he? I can't remember. But they, you said they haven't been starving for days. Um, somebody went through and ate all the scraps off the bones and whatnot. Might have been them. I mean, they do have Shagwar and Screw. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm coming back to the fact that I didn't see a ship. I don't think they have a ship. Mm-hmm. I think the most valuable thing we represent to them is a ship. Uh, she wasn't lying about having a ship, though. Hmm. That was on the up. Okay. Maybe there's another docking port. We didn't do anything. Below the main uh, port. Gnomes in their docking. <laughs> All right. So anyway, the answer to your question is we're gonna we're not going to pick a fight with them until we find what we're here to look to look Sounds for. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Then in that case, uh, we are going to do a quick little one round skill challenge. Okay. Uh, navigating through the remaining chunks of the ship until you reach the bridge. Um, essentially, the threat that's being represented here one is obviously the untowardness of this awkward alliance you have now with uh, the mystery machine. The other awkward thing is that the ship is in a state of disrepair and is not a safe place to be in general. You are uh, slowly drifting towards a black hole. The place is broken apart in places. Gravity's broken. Um, The air envelope is sour. Uh, There are holes now appearing in the ship. It looks like bits have actually fallen off from the outer hull that just expose the inside of the ship to space. Um, As a reminder, in Spelljammer, that doesn't necessarily mean the vacuum of space because you have an air envelope, like mm-hmm. a bubble that encompasses the whole ship. Yeah. But falling out of the ship is but still falling out of the ship is a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, things in here are rusty and poorly maintained, uh, and there's lots of random sharp metal bits and shit all over the place as well from places where things have broken or been dropped in awkward places. So navigating the ship is a challenge. That's what the skill challenge is all about, with the overtones of the fact that the mystery machine might kick your ass. Yeah. All right. Um, I will use message to let you know about the thing that I found out about the um, how she was shady about whatever was in the aft of the ship underneath the floor. Gotcha. Okay. It was the beating of his idiot heart! <laughs> Alex Jones doesn't have a heart. <laughs> I was talking about a girl and Poe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who also didn't have a heart. <laughs> no, not by the time you died. No. Um, I'm just going to do a stupid skill check. Totally fitting. Something falls from the roof and I try to catch it to keep it from slamming onto somebody. Perfect. I can picture that in the montage. Montage. That's going to do, that's only going to be an 11. 12. 12. All right. Uh, when this thing falls on you, it is su- surprising quite how heavy it is. And you take nine points of bludgeoning damage Oof. as this giant beam comes landing on top of your shoulders. And you're able to keep it from crushing the rest of the party. But it does present you with this opportunity where you are now holding it over a hallway. And uh, of the group that is traveling with you, only Deft Knee is on the other side of this beam. Plus your party. 
Um, uh, was he the Shrikreen? No, she, she was, was a big Goliath. Goliath. Oh, she was a big Goliath. Are you going to stare or are you going to help me? Um, she looks back at Velima and Frond uh, and then just shrugs and starts walking and following the rest of the group. <laughs> Fine. Um, so she was the only one and all the others, including the her other friends, two were just like us. about to go underneath it where you're holding it. So you have the opportunity to basically close the hallway off um, if you want it. But decide quick. Uh, no, I'll let people go by. Okay. Um, your friend is not very friendly. You get like a, a tap on the. You're, you're so big. It's like on the like the thigh or the knee from Velima as she walks by. Thank you. Well done. Fucking <laughs> <Dr>. elves. <laughs> um, I'll go next if uh, yep. you want. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually going to use performance, um, and all the while while we're. Uh, while we're creeping through these hallways, I'm going to be scream whispering in Velma's ear, talking and ranting and raving about the uh, spider baby alien conspiracy and how they've infiltrated all <laughs> levels of the government, including the Elven Navy. And um, basically, all I'm trying to do is be a constant buzzing annoyance in her ear so she can't have clandestine con- conversations with her companions to like keep it. her from communicating. I feel like you should get advantage on that as... <laughs> You know what? Asshole Jonas. <laughs> Kaylee said it. It is so. Roll advantage. Okay. All right. I'm probably going to roll shit with both rolls. Now. Um, yeah, it's not great. It's a 14. Okay. Um, 14 is the DC for this. Oh, nice. So what I'm going to say is, um, in addition to not taking damage, she's going to be unable to cast spells because she can't maintain concentration while you're walking. I just, just true to my character, I literally made her dumber by talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Alright. I am gonna hit these lights, get a little dim in here. No, that's just you're us. Here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't get me confused with my character. Don't forget, you still like me. You can't help it. Yeah, Brian, I've got another six months me? of liking you. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Oh. <coughs> you got one of my holes? No, I um <clears throat> Thank you. Got a bit of the uh, four roses down the wrong pipe. Oh yeah, you got you can't pull the butt. You can't you can't butt chug it. You you totally can. Don't you tell me what to do and not do. <laughs> Jonas. Jonas. <laughs> um I am going to use I guess an extra check to figure out where like hallways might lead, like just the general area. Yeah, a lot. Not a lot. Here's space fair. Seems legit. That's a thirteen. Thirteen, huh? Yeah. Alright. One of the things that you're pretty sure is that uh, due to the failure of structural integrity going on, the uh, places where the ship is thinnest is probably the least safe place to be, which causes you to elevate your position, which is actually a completely unnecessary thing to do. You wind up climbing the ladder into a much darker and more cramped compartment. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that occurs almost immediately... Alien eats my face. <laughs> a porthole is actually pushed in by uh, some sort of a uh, astral wind force. And the whole like window option, like unit, comes flying in through that hole in the wall and just clobbers you in the side of the head. Ooh. Ooh. And you're going to take some damage for it. I would think so. Just eight. Just eight points. <laughs> eight right. points. You'll like it. Don't right. worry about it. Um, and now you can tell that like because of this additional hole in the ship, this room is becoming more toxic over time. The air envelope is becoming fouler due to the exposure to the outer parts of the ship. Something about the inside of the ship has been protecting you from the worst of the befoulement. Hmm. 
Hmm. That's unusual, right? If a fouled air envelope happens, it's usually, usually because of the, the people inside breathing out. inside of the ship. Yeah. 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 Usually the inside out. Huh. So something really nasty is on the outside, which, you know, given the area of space we're in, I guess it's not. It's probably Sam Neill. Unusual. It could be. It could be <laughs> Sam Neill. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. The one advantage afforded to your position by being up so high is that uh, when you arrive at the front end of the ship, there is actually a viewing center for like a, uh, a support staff crew, um, gunnery chief, all that sort of stuff. It's on a deck that overlooks the bridge. Mm. So the bridge itself has this long plank to the center with a raised position for the captain. And then there's like a, a viewing section uh, at the base of that plank <clears throat> for the XO. And then up above is this like windowed walkway area for the gunnery chief. Mm-hmm. And it appears that there is a long brass tube that goes from where the captain would stand uh, all the way up into like um, what are those devices called for people with hard of hearing that you put up to your ear? It looks like a horn, like an ear horn, like an ear horn. That's what yeah, it's called. Or an ear That's trumpet, yeah, yeah. It looks like an ear horn that goes all the way from where the captain would stand up to the deck that you now stand in, overlooking the bridge. Oh, the, they're they're operating on Seuss technology. Yes, <laughs> um, that is true. Uh, in addition to that, of course, it's uh, a very large and busy ship. So the front of the, uh, the bridge area also has all of these consoles that are pointing out towards viewing windows, one of which has been smashed open. Uh, Hard to tell if it's been smashed from the outside or the inside. Um, But it is causing more of this foul air to leach into the ship. And all these consoles are empty, but the desks are like all askew. There's all sorts of shit that was set up on top of them that because of the turbulence or whatever has now been shifted all over the place and it just looks like a bunch of messy desks and overturned chairs. Potted plants and snow blows. (laughs) Yep, yep. Employee of the month is crooked. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Askew! It's Why askew! Is it yeah. um, <laughs> but that is what you plan. see down below in the bridge area, and it does look like, kind of eyeballing it, that there is uh, en- enough of a swirling minerally gas uh, in the bridge proper that it looks like... Um, how about an arcana check for everybody? Oh, this will be funny. Mm-hmm. 16. 12. I'm really bad at this today. 17? No nice. Wow. Right. So Special you, lizard technology. You recognize it as uh, what would colloquially be like a um, like a stinking cloud effect. Oh, that's why you I recognize, recognize it. it as chemtrails. Oh yeah, absolutely. When you get to this sort of viewing station, and you, you continue to hear, by the way, the sounds of like. So back up. This yes. stinking cloud thing. It's something we can generate, or it's something that it appears to already be occupying the bridge. Oh, 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 okay, like okay, You okay. haven't really noticed it that much yet because you've been inside in, in these rooms that are more enclosed. But since there's this big hole in the window and you can tell the foul air is coming in rather than going out, okay. it appears that, like, with this much of it in a space, the particulate's dense enough you can see it. Like humidity in the summer, where if you look up, you can see it. If you look down, you can't. Okay, so mate, I, I feel like I've missed something important. So are we actually in the room or we're looking into the room from, like, a window or something? You're looking in from a raised position where, like, the gunnery chief... Okay, so down below, it's all stink cloud. Yeah. 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 We're, we're okay. on a... Um like a mezzanine? Yes. yes. Yeah, like an enclosed mezzanine with these like floor-to-ceiling windows. We do our little turn on the catwalk. <laughs> on the catwalk? On the catwalk, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all of us. <laughs> and the glasses have escaped. Oh, good. <laughs> they deserve a better life. <laughs> so the Scorpy gang and everything and us were all in that same place. Yes, you were yeah. standing with the three of them that came with you, plus you assume the two illusions. Uh, oh, right. Hard to tell where the other two actually are. You continue to hear the sound of vermin in the air vents and stuff like that. Is there, um... This is very exciting. Um... 
Is there uh, is there an opportunity for this to be a shovable railing? Like you want to push the windows in? No, push, push them. Push like the Scooby Gang and out. No, uh, it's just glass. So you think probably yes with enough force. So we are separated from a glass. Yeah. Yeah. There's okay, like okay, okay, floor okay. to ceiling glass panels. Okay. They're okay like okay, three okay. foot wide. Well, I'm um, not getting this, but yeah, sorry. They're they're thick glass, but yeah, you could like the two of you for sure have enough strength to push somebody through a window. Um, you could defenestrate the shit out of them. So, so does it look like there's stairs down or any way down that we can see from here? There are ladder Doors. walkways that go up and down from floor to floor. Uh, there's actually, in this room, specifically, there's a fireman's pole uh, that oh. descends down to the floor below. But uh, right into the stinking cloud. Uh, right into, you presume, like an access room that goes into the stinking cloud. Right. The way that these ships are laid out in your experience has been that the bridge is always separated by some sort of a secure choke point. Mm-hmm. So that if you're going to go into the bridge, that a guard can stop you from just, like, shooting the captain. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, not that you think that these gnomes probably had much fear of that, but all the same, it was staffed correctly, mm-hmm. uh, or at least appears to have been set up correctly. Okay. Um, and inside of this little mezzanine, it's just, it's like a semicircle that overlooks the, the stinky area uh, with these floor-to-ceiling windows, and they do they do look breakable. Um, there are places where there are no consoles in between you and the glass, which would be way easier to shove somebody through, otherwise you have to haul them up over the console and then through the glass. Mm-hmm. So it could be awkward if you're in the wrong spot. Mm-hmm. But yes. Uh, and at this point, I'd like everyone to give me a perception check. So, you know, I've been sort of skinning my perception as smell, so just let me know if I smell that fucking stinky bastard. Okay. <laughs> I'm right here. Uh, I guess I right here. So it's, uh, 17. Wow. 10. 14. Cool. Um, you can start to hear that vermin noise in the vents now. It's starting to get a little bit louder, and it's this sort of like... Like little clawed feet or whatever. Um, you, first off, sense of smell. You do not smell weed. You do not smell dog. This appears to be the genuine article of silhouettes. This is not a real thing. Okay. Uh, however, you do hear the same noise you've been hearing, and maybe it's because you've been hearing it this whole time, but you happen to sneak a glimpse over to one of the air vents, and in the air vent, you catch a brief glimpse of the vermin that you've been hearing, and it appears to be a severed hand. Um, and it's got little tendrils of brass that go down the length of the fingers with joints and it it stops like freezes in place when you turn your head real quick and then it vanishes from sight Ooh. so i was going to ask if you smelled sour cream catch that hand because if you if you smelled sour cream it's not just firm and it's firm and supreme (laughs) oh my god (laughs) wow (coughs) you're fired (laughs) And you're derpy. <laughs> Can I quickly look around to see if anybody else saw that? Uh, give me a perception roll. That's going to be a 18. Yep. I think perception is one of my skills. <laughs> you see Deft Knee's head dart that way real quick and then immediately look back at the group. But the other two don't seem to have noticed. Okay. Deft Knee is the Goliath, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. That she's going down. I've already determined that I'm going to fucking Favorite murder. enemy. Yeah, favorite <laughs> enemy. We can throw her out a window. You heard it here first, folks. The two of you would know because we've probably done shit like this before, but I can hold my breath for 15 minutes. So I can always, like... So you're take, really good take, at going down. I can always... Right, right. No gag reflex. Um, I can always, uh, you know, grab somebody and then dive through the window and fucking beat the shit out of them in the yeah. stinking cloud and not take the effect. Oh, Captain Kirk style. Yeah, there you go. That is pretty badass. And and actually, 15 minutes is plenty long enough. Like, if we needed a scout to go into the stinking cloud, like, yeah. just legit, yeah. it's probably you. Yeah. Might invent a Goliath broad there. Hey, want to take a nice little handheld walk in the fucking stinking <laughs> cloud? 
Um, and Spectre will say to uh, Velima, um, I'm concerned about why there would be vermin on a spelljamming ship. Have you heard that sound? She says, um, the gnomes are known to employ giant space hamsters. On occasion, there are smaller space hamsters around as well. Does it sound like she's bullshitting? Inside check. Oh, nope. That's not good. That's a, that's a nine. You don't detect any lying from her, but... Um, don't detect any <laughs> but lying she's from an her, elf, so... There's a smell of that kind of... Um, she's trying to sound smart, so she's probably... Bullshitting something? She, yeah, there's a little bit, there's a hint of bullshit there just because she's trying to sound smart and impress you. Mm. Um, but you don't actually detect any lying coming from her. Mm. More posturing. You've worked with Gavin, so you know exactly what that sounds like. <laughs> elf. Yeah. Yep. Space Middle elf. manager. Space elf. Yeah. All right, gang. Uh, it sounds like we are of a couple different minds here. Defenestration seems like an option people seem to like. Well, we should figure out where that captain's log is. Yeah. Um, oh, would that be up here? Probably not up here, but probably yeah. down the fireman's pole into the stinky room, which is all you with your breath holding. Um, I can't hold my breath for 15 minutes. I need to talk. Let out the bullshit. <laughs> Otherwise it just swells up like a tick and explodes. <laughs> yeah, part of me is tempted to, like, Big lizard guy stand there with his arm crossed and look at uh, look at uh, Velma and and <laughs> hmm no won't work hands don't need to breathe what'd you say I said hands don't need to breathe I was gonna say why don't we try to funnel the stinking cloud into the air but flush out whatever's <laughs> up there but hands don't need to breathe don't well, care about they sound mechanical too because he said these, yeah. these brass things yeah. so that's like little robots with it's, human hands or something no it's it's the hand that fit on the gnome that we found with, oh, the, with the arm socket oh yes I forgot about that yeah. Um, can I tell with my perception check if it's, like, what direction it's going in? Like, is it getting louder? Is it coming towards us? The hand? It, yeah. Uh, it just descends into the vent, then you stop hearing it. Mm. How big are the vents? Okay. Like eight inches, nine inches wide? Okay. Squares? So I can't die hard? No, you have to be much smaller. If you were a gnome, you could probably do it. You could do it. What? Oh, the lizard, that big yeah. lizard crawling in the, crawling in the tunnels. Don't, don't, so. don't Godzilla in there. It'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. All right, gang. Um, if we can find, like, a choke point in that air vent, I can cast a web in there. We can sort of, like, box it in. Catch the hand. Oh, you want to you do that? I don't know. It's I, an I, option. I'm just pitching it. Yeah. I'm <sighs> looking for my abilities to see what I can do. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to violence on these people. Fuck it. Let's um, throw them out a window. Um, down. <clears throat> Well, I think we should find the captain's log. Yeah, I was actually going. I was actually going to say, um, you know, uh, maybe I should taunt. Uh, say, I wish they had something called taunt in here, where you could taunt somebody into yeah. doing something stupid. That was a forehead um, thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, well, deception I mean, would work for that. That's kind of the idea. I mean, I, I kind of feel like if you volunteer to go down to. Well, I was gonna. I'm out. gonna try. I'm gonna try to like, you know, you Goliath. Let's go s- check out the bridge. Um, point downstairs. Actually. Actually. Well, before we do anything, I am going to burn up a spell slot. Uh, and I'm going to reach out to both of you and say, I think we should find that captain log. Put my hand on your shoulders. And uh, you are both now under the effects of Longstrider. Oh. Oh. That's 10 feet to your movement for an hour. 
Nice. Thank you. Figure I'd give the ass kickers a couple of extra. <laughs> All right. So, I just want to be clear. Is the plan to try to con- like coerce the uh, Goliath to come with you? Or is the plan to defenestrate somebody? I think it's coercion at this point, right? Yeah. I think it's coercion. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we could fight them in this hallway. We kind of have an advantage here. We are. Well, of course, are we outnumbered? Because two of them are ghosty. Two of them are ghosty. Um, We don't know. We also have the option of you going down solo and seeing how far they're willing to trust you going and find. I mean, you could go down there, find the captain's log, hide it somewhere in your bag or whatever, and then say you didn't find anything. Sort yeah, of coax them into making a move. Yeah. Although um, I prefer I prefer the sneak attack if we are outnumbered. I, I say we yeah. throw throw axes through the windows and then throw them after the axes. Go get my axe! <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just wondering if, if we can um you know, if I if I can get advantage on this Goliath somehow. By, by, you know, and I also, I, you know, I don't know. You have a plan of action, and we're just spitballing. Yeah, and, and my, and my, I have no plan beyond just coercing him into the fucking. Hey, it's better than we got. So watch, give it a shot. Let's see what happens. Got deception. I can. Well, I'm not trying to deception, but I've got a plus four to deception. So. Okay. Well, if you want to, if you want to find a way to back me up when I ask to, uh, yeah. you know, well, for somebody to accompany me, I am willing to go there and look for this log. I'll give you the assistance. Log in the stinky room. Let me give you a description of what you're looking for. It's big, it's heavy, it's wood. <laughs> it's better than bad, it's good. Um, Velum says... Uh, or Velum it's says, better than bad, it's liberal agenda. <laughs> Velum says, Frond, go with him. Frond? Frond is... Oh, the, 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 bug, the bug dude. Yeah. With the talkie box. You can take him. He doesn't have to breathe. Yeah, it's true. That's true. So, I think all my bluff and fuck it. And yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I say you take care of business down here, we take care of business up here, and... Yeah. The right. fucking <laughs> Um Give a good holler and Roger. steps away from the group and... Oh, Velma away. said that, not... Velma not, said that, yeah. Not, uh, not, not Darkney, or yeah. Daphne. Daphne doesn't Daphne. talk much. Um, Frond goes to stand next to the fireman's pole and waits for you to go first. Fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll take a deep breath and I'll go in the fireman's hole. All right. Uh, you drop down into a uh, small vestibule, like a security checkpoint. There is a curved desk on either side where security guards would have been posted. Uh, one of the chairs is completely missing. One of the chairs has been overturned. There is a section of the ceiling where uh, the <coughs> um, shield for the lighting has basically fallen in on one corner. And it's caused all these little pieces of broken glass and clutter to land in the center of the room, and it crunches underfoot when you land. And sure enough, coming down a couple seconds Yeah, after I was going to say, I'm going to immediately move to, like, a wall, so my back's to the wall or something, so so nothing will sneak up on me while a bug boy comes down. Yep, and you step to the wall, and he just coasts right down. He doesn't actually slide down like he would use a fireman's pole. Uh, he actually does climb down, like, with grippy hands, because he has six of them. Nice. And he just... And then descends. Uh, he also, you realize, probably couldn't slide down like a normal fireman's pole, because he would break his voice box. Mm, nice. And he gestures to you to the door at the security checkpoint, which just looks like a regular gnomish blast door. You can slide it with your hands. So we're uh, we're in like a single room. We're not in the big the big open area. We're it's just a small in a single security room. checkpoint. Okay. Yeah. And there's only the one door. There's two doors. One that goes back into the center of the ship where you came from, and then one that goes into the bridge. Okay. 
Um, I'm going to make hand signals for him to stay on one side of the door mm-hmm. when I go on the other side of the door, and I will try to uh, yank him open. I don't know if I need a strength check. Can you tell me? He, uh, he says something in bug speak and pushes a button, and he says, We should be very discreet. <laughs> I don't know if lizard men have face palms, but I have <laughs> All right, give me an athletics check to force that door. Force that door. Oh, that's huge. It's 18 on the die and then plus a bunch of shit. You're expecting it to have a lot of resistance because it's a security door and a security 24. checkpoint, and it just doesn't. Like, whatever slider it's on appears to be broken or have no tension. Okay. It Was works. there no smoke cloud here? Not in the vestibule. Okay. At least not until you slide the door right. open and the room immediately fills with the effects of a stinking cloud spell. Okay. So it's definitely real. I mean, I'm not breathing it in, but can I tell it that it's real? Yeah, it's particulate enough that it's actually uh, hampering your vision slightly. Okay. Like uh, when it's really gross and polleny outside, it's like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to motion it to, like, let's go in. And then we book in, and we should probably shut that door so it doesn't get up into the upper okay. floors. Yep, easy enough to do. You get there, and uh, you step in, uh, and you turn to slide the door shut, and he waits patiently for you. See on the inside? Yep. Or he didn't stay in them. He came in with you, yeah. Okay. Very good. Um, Does this affect visibility? It does. Uh, It's not super difficult to see in here, but there's enough particulate that, like, there's a shimmer of green and gold on your vision as you're looking through. Uh, Again, like, it's really gross and pollen outside. Okay. Um... Um... All right, I think. All right, uh, I'm thinking. Uh, if you want to go back to these guys a little bit while I process on what I want to do next. All right. So upstairs now, you are less your Godzilla, mm-hmm. but you are also less uh, one bug man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Godzilla is probably going to fight a bug downstairs. Yeah, seems part of the course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, whereas uh, I think Alex, I watched that one; it was pretty good. Yep, Alex Jones and Wednesday Adam, <laughs> uh, Velma and Daphne. Yes, because uh, Shaggy and Scooby are just uh, illusions, right? Uh, currently, yes, that appears to be the case. Or at least they don't smell like Shaggy and Scooby. They're they're hiding in the walls somewhere. They're in the walls. <laughs> they're gonna come out a door. Or they're gonna have an alien on their shoulder. <laughs> Watch out for Scooby, man! He's up in the trees. Um, whoa! Really didn't like that Vietnam reference. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I'm gonna start like giving you the let's roll initiative look. <clears throat> um, spider taps. Do you think we should roll initiative? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm going to start like... Oh, that's right. I still got the spider. Oh, is the spider dead because of the fucking stinking clone? Uh, the spiders can... I don't think they have to breathe very much either because they often go in the water. I mean, if bug men don't have to breathe... Yeah, I mean, they do eventually, but it's like an hour. Yeah. So. By the way, I'm using... I'm wildly outplaying what is I'm capable of doing as a swarm keeper. Like, I don't care. It's fun for the story. All right, cool. Um... I would definitely be more confident about how I was using this in an actual campaign if I were to play it. But yeah. it's just it's just goofing off. I don't care. So what I think I'm going to do once we've made this, you know, eye contact of like, you know, let's let's get down to the the axe throwing, mm-hmm. um, is I'm going to start uh, doing a little bit of uh, like positioning, and, but I'm going to try and keep it benign. Like I want to check out these air vents where we saw the creepy crawlies. But I'm going to do it in such a way that I sort of force the other party members to get in one of these spots where there's no console between them and the window. So that if defenestration becomes an option, defenestration will be what's on the menu, boys. Uh, what you can see is that um, <laughs> the intelligent one appears to be Velma. Uh-huh. 
and she is pointedly putting a console between her and the glass at mm-hmm. all times. Yeah. Daphne is not that clever. Yeah. And there is a moment where you have this shining beacon of opportunity mm-hmm. where Daphne is standing arms crossed looking tough and dour uh, in front of the gap between consoles just wide enough for her shoulders. Okay. Um, I actually have something cool. Uh, let me see if I can do this. Charm person. I'm going to make out with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell her about the liberal agenda. Um... Breaking the window would be an attack against the window, right? 